Hello, my name is Benjamin Leonardo Jacobs, and I'm the owner and creator of Subliminal Message Studios. Thank you very, very much for joining me, and thank you very much for all of your support. Uh, if you're a first-time viewer here at Subliminal Message Studios, what we do here is simple. We expose secret societies that are involved in our government politics, and we go after and fight the New World Order. So thank you very much for joining me one more time. Let's begin. Welcome to Subliminal Message Studios. I'm your host, uh, Benjamin Leonardo Jacobs. Uh, once again, thank you. It is August 12th, uh, Friday here in Omaha, Nebraska. And uh, the Democratic-run apartment complexes are under heavy gang violence. Just yesterday, uh, one person uh, was shot and killed uh, at the Florence Tower here in Omaha, Nebraska. That's not, that is nothing new, by the way. There's always something going on right there. And, and Inambiguously, that's actually a Democratic-run apartment. It's part of the Nebraska League of Cities that they take control of these apartments and they stuff and fill these apartments with different gangs sometimes. Uh, one apartment building here in Omaha, Nebraska, was actually burned down for that same reason because they stuffed different gangs in there and those gangs ended up forming their own gang and ended up tearing apart Omaha, Nebraska and ended up having to burn it, burn it down or take it down to uh, in an effort to get rid of that gang's uh, power around this uh, power around that certain block, um, but uh, uh, getting uh, getting into some more news, ladies and gentlemen, uh, just getting in some local stuff. Uh, that uh, an inmate that was missing uh, from Omaha, the Omaha Correction Facility, uh, a little over 
I'd say a little over what, like maybe two months. It's been probably free for like two months. Two months was uh, apprehended in Lincoln, Nebraska, apprehended by the Lincoln police. Um, so he's uh, he's uh, thank God he's back in jail. The the man was a, a definitely a, a, he was not no uh, a saint. Um, uh, uh, there was another body that was found yesterday. Um, I did not see the story until later on that night, and I saw some funny comments on Twitter and stuff like that. But it was involving um, a man that was found, a dead body that was found, uh, I believe, in an alleyway of some kind. And uh, he was a, a well-known gang member. Um, his nickname was, um, unfortunately, it was Freddie Dead. And Freddie Dead was found dead in an alleyway. Uh, kind of um, kind of ironic. But, um, ladies and gentlemen, um, yesterday we were covering uh, that OnlyFans model that, was, uh, that stabbed her boyfriend to death. And since then, the left and the Democratic, the mainstream media has been spinning it and has been saying this is another sign of the patriarch and uh, i followed some of i followed some uh, you know the social media on it and i could just see the list of the the older the older groups you know the the groups that are in the 20s and 30s and stuff like that instead of them educating the youth and telling them you know maybe we should at least wait till the four stories out or at least have some open-mindedness i literally saw everyone on social media at least all the libtards um brainwash themselves into thinking that oh yeah it's the patriarch uh obviously won't know the whole story the man was obviously beating her and that's why she felt she had to stab him to death well um now there's a video that is coming out um uh of the only fans model beating on the boyfriend um and i'll just let you go up that uh, the same only fans model Beating on the boyfriend. Um, let me uh, make sure I got this right. Two months before the alleged stabbing, ladies and gentlemen. So now, like you know, with this, and, and I and I'm and I'm only bringing this back up because I I really want the youth to understand uh, this is how the mainstream establishment works. Because if you haven't realized, the same thing they're doing on a. Um, uh, uh, with a raid on uh, Trump's Mario Lago, and I want to play a few clips of that just to really show you guys and how the psyops work with the military and how they use the uh, military-industrial complex that is the fourth branch of the government to combat and to go after and to treat the American people like they are insurgents. And I, that's what I really want to drive home. I, I and don't get me wrong, I I, I um I. I definitely am uh, divisive and I definitely am trying to get better at making sure that I make people aware that it's not really about the left or the right. What these people want to do is kill you. Um, but uh, uh, once again, now there's video coming out of um, the uh, model beating. Uh, well, if this was uh, trying to attempt to beat the man up now, of course, because he's a man, it's not really going in favor. But just because it's not going in her favor doesn't mean everyone should throw up their hands and be like, well, who cares? If that was a man that was doing that to a woman, because fighting and uh, fighting and throwing fists, no matter whether you're a man or a woman, when you attack someone, when you stab someone, when you harm someone, it does the sex no longer matters. And that is that's just part of the brainwashing that goes into effect of making think of making 
and socializing the American society into believing that, you know, just because if it's a woman hitting a man, well, the man's going to have to take it. No matter who it's, you know, it, it goes back to that saying, you shouldn't, you shouldn't hit anyone, you know what I mean? Unless you're defending yourself. But let's play this video now. Jesus. It's just ridiculous. And you know, this is, man. And this is the same woman I showed you guys uh, yesterday on our uh, full episode yesterday. This is the same woman, that same, you know, beautiful woman that I'm sure a lot of you thought was just so gorgeous and all that and never could harm a fly that's exactly why I told you that's why I, that's exactly why I told you guys that's exactly what I see in her eyes evilness bitterness hatefulness immorality even to herself ladies and gentlemen and uh, that, and I'm not gonna say. And you know, pictures and videos—they tell a thousand words. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna argue that. But what I am, what, what I am saying is, is if if the, especially now, you know, uh, now with this culturalism of thinking OnlyFans, of women being so psychologically confused that they think OnlyFans is an actual business, and you, literally, um, literally, if you talk to some of these women that uh, do it and they're open about it. You can talk to them and they'll tell you, no, it's a business. Psychologically programming themselves to literally think they're doing something that isn't of morality to themselves. You know, it's not really about, and they like, you know what I mean? A lot of us get confused. Well, you just think it's a morality to everyone else. No, it's, a immoral, it's immoral, it's immorality to themselves. Just play that video back, guys. And see the the hatefulness. You can even see a little in this, you know, the 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 anger. You know what I mean? But she goes on uh, the OnlyFans and Instagram and confuses and shares these pictures and makes her look this way and that way. But it, and in fact, she is the most hatefulness and evilness and the bitterness person in the world. And that is that's that's it's, that and that's literally the 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 soul and the mindset that they want to give you. You know, everyone thinks just because the outside, the outside of the apple has a good, uh, you know, red on it and it looks plump and it looks delicious. But as soon as you bite into that apple, it's the same story of the witch's apple. It's rotten on the inside. We could continue this idea just because um, I, I look good on the great. I, I look good to everyone else and I'm cool and I'm accepted by everyone else. But inside, I feel completely horrible which is a way a lot of people feel you know what i mean uh you know uh there's ancient there's an ancient philosopher that first came up with this uh came up with this thesis if you will about um the general population he said around 98 percent of the population have two faces and I, i'm paraphrasing by the way but he said around 98 percent of the population have two faces uh the first face is that you that's the face that you put on you go to work with you even sometimes come home with. That's the face you show to your friends. That's the face you show to the camera. That's the face that you show to, you know what I mean, even uh, your parents as you get older. And then there's your other face. And that face is only seen when you are naked. 
staring in the mirror. And that's the only time that face is seen. Uh, and I, I've, I, I've told people, because I've had a lot of people ask me, you know, uh, <laughs> I have one person on uh, social media, they do literally ask me, you know, what is your problem? And, you know, I, I, I you know, put a gift, I, I think I put a meme or a gift back, you know, just uh, uh, saying a lot or whatever. But my problem, uh, it's to be sincere with you, my problem is has been the same problem ever since I, I've been a child. I, I don't have that other face. I have one face. The face that you're seeing, the the, the, the ideas that you're seeing right now. Now, don't get me wrong. I make mistakes. Sometimes I just, I, I don't know how to word things. And I word things completely the wrong way. I'm, I'm imperfect. Don't get me wrong. But the face that you're seeing, the passion that you're seeing, the ideology that you're seeing, the freedom that you're seeing that I want for humanity, that I want for America. I don't take this. When I, I, it's everywhere. I, it's everywhere. My problem, to be genuine with you, my problem has been the same problem ever since I was a child. I don't have that second face. I am the same. Whether I'm live on Subliminal Message Studios like I am right now, or I'm at the gas station getting a donut, probably like my fifth donut because I'm, I'm getting fat, uh, or getting a slice of pizza. Let's be frank, it's probably a slice of pizza. It's, it's a slice of pizza. Shut up. That's not the point the point the point is is i i take this I, it's it's the same face everywhere you go but so if you think that you know what i mean i'm just pretending for the camera or, you know or, or doing this for clout it's not that i don't even like being on camera uh i don't even like doing a podcast and that's honest 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 to god truth i don't, I don't like doing any of it um, i do it because those who realize that there is a problem have the duty to uh at least speak out, uh, speak out against it. So here I am trying my hardest to put the right words together to make my enemies understand that I am not, I'm not your real enemy. Your real enemy is the uh, the establishments like the World Health Organization, Council on Foreign Relations, the Davos Group, the World, uh, World Economic Forum. Your enemies are using your friends and your family against you through psychological programming and through socialization and through demonic 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 thoughts and 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 also they they're also really honestly they're really really doing it by the the privilege of of making sure that you look cool and you're accepted by everyone else because there's one thing that really really drives every single one of us insane it's the idea that they're not being accepted by everyone else that drives men and women completely into bitterness into sadness into depression the idea that they'll never be accepted I, i'm going to tell you right now i th there's nothing wrong with it there's nothing wrong with it if anything you're going to stand out more that is where that's that's honestly how a democratic society becomes that much more better is when individuals stand out that much more but the ability to stand out that much more and do it as a group that is where real democracy comes from not this not this well because you're this way i have to accept it and i have to accept this and oh well you know we have to socialize everything we have to talk about everything that's not democracy it's socialization that's communism that's that's a little bit of bolshevik wrapped up with a little nazi stuck up its rear end i don't know how else to say it um and i i also want to get to this because I want to bring this up as well because here in um, uh, Omaha, Nebraska, uh, those of you who 
do know, and those of you who don't know, Alex Jones did come to Nebraska. He has um, he has a couple of friends here in Omaha, Nebraska. He does have a couple of family members here in Omaha, Nebraska. I'm just going to say Nebraska. I'll say that. Um, now, uh, it sucks that I couldn't. I knew he, I knew exactly where he was. I could not go down there and talk to him. Not uh, because uh, you know, not because I didn't have the time, but you know, it, it sucks that we're living in a, a day and age where the Republicans are being threatened to the point where they feel they can't even go meet other um, uh, Republicans up or other people that share their beliefs up without having the fear of the feds or you know what I mean or, or, or the DOJ nowadays um, linking them up with racketeering and freaking RICO statues or something like that which is something I'm kind of wondering uh, if the um, FBI is going to try to start to enact they're going to start to try to use uh, statues like the RICO statue to go after conservative based groups and if they can do that to like a Republican based group that opens up Pandora box for them to literally be able to start arresting the Republican Party through the RICO statute. And I think no one's really put that in, like, I don't think people have really, really thought about this. And yes, it's a very high possibility that that, it, that's a very high possibility of that happening. You have to look at the actual, um, you know, the look at uh, how the RICO uh, statute got put into place um, and and the changes in the definition of the RICO statute that has been enacted since 2001. So it's it's um, it's a serious serious time, ladies and gentlemen. But um, what I was going to say uh, about Alex Jones being here in uh, Omaha, Nebraska, is Channel Six um, uh, ran a video on him because they got the clip from an older lady that saw the gentleman, uh, saw Alex Jones at uh, one of the hotels, and he and she, uh, the older lady, she interviewed him. But I'm saying this to you right now because. You can legitly see, and I mean this, I mean this very vaguely. You can see how uh, this is how the mainstream media lies to you. So, uh, and before I play this clip, because I'm sure I'm going to have to be breaking it down every every two seconds, and the way they distort the truth, and the, and and I really want the youth to understand and to watch this part of this uh, show right here because you're going to be able to see the way they tell the truth just like the devil does but he lies to you at the same time so let's go to this clip right here breaking news now, last week radio host alex jones was ordered to pay nearly 50 million dollars in a lawsuit the money going to parents of students who were killed in the sandy Hook school shooting Jones repeatedly had claimed the shooting was a hoax. Today, he was poolside at a hotel right here in Omaha. In a 6 News exclusive, Marlo Lundak found out that Jones is, isn't losing any sleep or money. despite. So, uh, so we're just real quick, I'm, I, I want to cut, I'm sorry I'm going to stop this, but I want to stop this because of what, uh, what he said about um, Jones repeatedly said that the Sandy Hook shooting was fake and doctrine there is a 30 second clip and all of him saying that what he believes is a sandy hook uh shooting looks manufactured and looks staged um uh, just uh, uh, uh just like another situation or um just like the um 
hospital employees laying down uh, and, uh, with actors, with paid actors, and then having crew TVs come in and record actors laying down, like acting like they're dead of COVID, and nursing actors, and they came into hospitals and recorded that all. It was all staged. And there's that text message, and, um, and then there's about a 30-second clip of Alex Jones saying that, yeah, he thinks it was staged. He thinks it was fake. That, I guess that was the, the um, a smoking gun to his First Amendment. He has a right to say, he has a right to, even if it's the worst, most cunning stuff, which, which amazes you know what amazes me is whatever they, people think Alex Jones saying that is horrible. I am stopping this video for a very specific reason, because if you think that's horrible, I want you to look at yourself, and I want you to remember the last horrible thing that you said to the person you didn't like at that time. And remember what I said at that time. I'm not saying that you don't like the person now, you know what I mean? But I need you to remember the last thing, that you, the most horrible thing. most horrible thing that you said to the, you know, or the last thing that was horrible that you said to the person that you didn't like. You, you like we, we're so close and so quick to point fingers because that's the judgmental culture that the fourth industrial complex and the uh, New World Order is trying to feed to us is to be judgmental to each other, but never the state and never the government. We see that all the time, ladies and gentlemen. So let's go back to this. I apologize. The judge's ruling. I'm not the person I say I am, so I have total confidence. I feel good about who I am. I sleep well at night. Just days after Alex Jones's Texas lawsuit, the conspiracy theorist and radio host is in Omaha visiting his wife's family, who's from the Omaha Metro. I said I thought that stuff happened six years ago, but I have a right to question things who I want. Uh, so, so um, at the end of the day, this, this, this is just a horrible process, trying to silence opposition voices to whatever the corporate narrative is. I had my coffee and I was seated across the room from him. Unexpectedly on Thursday afternoon, Mary Lavelle came face to face with Alex Jones. I just felt compelled to go and just see someone who did something as horrendous as what he did to the Sandy Hook families. She reported her interaction with Jones and shared it with Six News. And so it was really the media that was exaggerating what I said. I could see how that was hurtful to people. Mm -hmm. I don't think the families even understand how the media took something out of it that was very small and you know, the Paris something blew it up really huge. And then uh, right. I exaggerated what I did. In the video, Jones admitted... So you can so so you can see how they're how how she as she how they're playing clips oh how they're playing clips of her I wanted to talk to someone that was so horrendous but in the video he's simply giving his you know giving his side of the story giving his opinion but as soon as you know as soon as the media comes out it's oh my God Alex Jones is so horrendous I wanted to talk to someone that was so horrendous that did something so evil to the kids of Sandy Hook. Like like they like this is how they program to give you that idea that Alex Jones had something to do with the shooting himself. You realize how they're not including that even though Alex Jones he was never the shooter. He never was involved in any he was never involved in the shooting in any way. But they don't include that. They just they have these people like you know this older lady that interviews her and she's, oh my God, so horrendous. And the media doesn't at least include, well, Alex Jones, keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, Alex Jones wasn't involved in the shooting, but he reported on it. Now, if that was the idea, that would give that would give you a whole different other perspective. You may still have that perspective of he's a douche, he's a butt, you know, butthead, whatever you wanna whatever you wanna call him. 
but the the way they twist and turn, the way they twist and turn, and the way they for the, the way they neglect neglect to say things, and the way they word things specifically leads people to believe that Alex Jones was one of the shooters, or Alex Jones was was part of the shooting. When in fact, it, no, it's nothing like that. But let's go back to it. This false, and he also makes it clear he won't pay the nearly fifty million dollars ordered by the jury. He says he can't. But the larger issue is. Hold on. So listen to this. Listen to what they say too. In the video, Jones admits his faults, and he also makes it clear he won't pay the nearly fifty million dollars ordered by the jury. He says he can't. So I so this is another program. You know how they're saying, oh, he also makes it clear that uh, makes it clear to us and makes it clear to the jury that he's not going to pay the fifty million dollars. He's not the reason why they like the reason why they're telling the truth about that, but they're lying at the same time is because well, according to Texas law, it caps out at five million dollars. So, like, they give this perception of, oh, Jones is going to get away with not paying $50 million like the judge ordered him to. No. That judge not only was completely biased, it was a kangaroo court, it was a banana freaking court, but including that Texas law states that um, the states that's, it's, it states that it gets capped off at $5 million. But they keep on trying to give this perception of oh Jones can uh, Jones can sleep sleep well and and um, uh, Jones isn't going to pay the fifty million the forty four million dollars that he was um, uh, sued by the families of Sandy Hook and by the state. You know what I mean? They want to give you that perception, so you immediately so you just immediately go and hate this person for this situation, and you don't want to go and find out. The information and what he's talking about, you know, the dude's been the dude's been in radio. The dude's been in radio for almost uh, twenty nine years, I think. Yeah, twenty twenty nine years. He talked about Sandy Hook for twenty uh, twenty seven minutes, I think it was twenty seven minutes all in all. Around like twenty seconds, twenty twenty something seconds of that was him directly saying that he thinks the Sandy Hook um, the Sandy Hook uh, shooting was staged, and he thinks it was all a. Uh, it was all a hoax, and it was, uh, some of them had stage actors. Which two weeks prior to that, they actually did bring in stage actors into Sandy Hook. You know, I, it's just just a little, you know, just a little backstory to the whole stage actors uh, thing. So if you think that was just altogether a lie, you know, two weeks prior to the Sandy Hook shooting, they did bring in uh, uh, stage actors to practice school a school shooting at Sandy Hook. So it's you know. But let's go back to it. I did make mistakes, and so I, I owned up to that, and I also completely calm and happy uh, because I don't even have a million dollars in the bank, so they can have a fifty million dollars judgment. Doesn't mean anything because I don't have the money. Jones openly answered Mary's questions, even adjusting her camera and encouraging her to post the interview online. Just kind of hold my cursor. Mary also asked Jones about the accidental leak of his text messages. He says there was no real smoking gun to be found. When I asked him some of these questions, I, I realized that I think he was using me a little bit to 
you know, for the bully pulpit. But okay, so it's so that so that is uh, it's it's you. So now, so now, when the interview is not going Channel Six way, and when it's not going uh, the Democratic, you know, the Democratic mindset way, then oh well, it's it's obvious. It's it's very obvious. Obvious. He was using her. That's what he was doing, ladies and gentlemen. That's uh, some psychological uh, rearranging chairs on the Titanic uh, crap right there. The fact that she walked up to him uh, for an interview, and in her own words, she felt compelled because he was such a horrible man, and now that the interview wasn't really going her way, now uh, suddenly he's using her because she walked up to him, forced to interview on him. That makes perfect sense, ladies and gentlemen. It does to me if it does to you. But, um, I certainly think that there was some new information in this interview. And this afternoon I spoke to Alex Jones myself. He agreed to an interview with me but never showed up. On your side in Blackstone, Marlo Lundak, 6 News. Now to protect his privacy, we are divulging where Jones was swimming today. We will say it's one of the more expensive hotels in Omaha. Oh, we will say it was one of the most more expensive hotels in Omaha. You know, and that's 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 how it works out, ladies and gentlemen. You can literally see how biased the mainstream media is. And Channel Six, KETV, they're all left wing, ladies and gentlemen. They're not right wing in any kind of way. They centralized Nebraska with Omaha Herald back in 1989, and that's exactly when they realized after the Franklin cover-up, that's exactly when people from Omaha were on the uh, chairs from Omaha World Herald that got were involved in child trafficking and child molestation. They they got other monopolized uh, uh, um, uh, news uh, news broadcasts like KTV and Channel Six, and they monopolized and centralized the news in Nebraska. That's exactly why it seems like KTV and Channel Six are running the same programs because they are. You know, it's it's and it's not. And if and if any of you think, well, that's probably for the good thing that we have more of the truth. If you're a left wing Democrat. You know, uh, uh, I, I literally just saw a story of, um, uh, you know, uh, he, you know he, he was very Democratic-leaning, and um, he was uh, talking and referring. He, had a very, he, has, he has a very big uh, Twitter feed, and he's actually just, he, he, I tried to look at, his, um, look at his account, and it is gone. He did get suspended. But um, uh, he, he was referring to the Sandy Hook and how, if anyone uh, argues with him over Alex, argues with him over Alex Jones, whether or not he's scum and all this and that, and then he will block them, and they do not deserve to be on Twitter. Well, um, he was uh, banned or suspended off of Twitter, and he's filing a lawsuit against, uh, apparently, against the DOJ and against the White House. So, how ironic is that? Um, my point being is. We need to be very careful about wishing for the silence of others. No matter how much you hate this person, no matter how much you think he's racist, despitful, whatever, whatever you, you think, the powers that be, the powers that you are calling to ask to silence this person, if those powers exist, those powers were always made to go after you as well. 
don't ever don't ever think that you know what I mean. Like especially with what's going on in um, Trump's uh, Trump, uh, what's with uh, what's going on with uh, Trump's Mar-a-Lago being raided. Um, this is around the third time I'm actually bringing this back up, and I'm bringing this back up because the way the mainstream media they have made their chess piece move, they have made their move, and right now they are gaslighting the crap out of the American people into believing this. They're trying to get the American people to believe that the right wing, uh, the right wing conservatives, the right wing, the Republican Party is locking and loading. And right now they're putting it all over TV. This is what we're seeing. Strong reaction to the raid on extremists and QAnon related forums. Sources say there's been a strong reaction to the raid on extremist and QAnon related forums. Sources also telling ABC News there's been a strong reaction from some extreme groups online, including QAnon and other groups. There's been a strong reaction to the raid on extremist and QAnon related forums, including those that were active before January 6th, including those that were active prior to January 6th, including those that were active prior to January 6th, involved in the January 6th insurrection, including those that were active prior to the January 6th riot. Some have been calling for violence and even a civil war. Some of them include calls for violence and even a civil war. Some of them include calls for violence in online forums and even civil war. This was the time. And that's, and that's exactly what we're seeing, ladies and gentlemen, right there. And why are we seeing that same playbook you know, why Why is um, our news being so biased towards alternative media sources? And I know that for a fact because they have been using every which way with Silicon Valley, with the new uh, Google database that was set up here in uh, Omaha, Nebraska. Keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, Nebraska is one of the only states, one of the only states here in um, America that had two very big Google databases, and this is also uh, uh, brings into context the new um, tech company that was uh, that came uh, that came over from California, uh, and inherently the same tech company that hacked the police departments in California and shut their systems down and shut their police lines down just to do it in their own words, and now. Uh, and now, the, uh, one of those same California companies have came over into um, uh, Omaha, and they have created a specialized unit called the OFD. The OFD literally has the ability to drive. If they want to, they can drive past your house. If you have Wi-Fi, if you have cameras, they can hack the Wi-Fi around you. Even if you don't have Wi-Fi, they can hack the Wi-Fi around you, Hack, use that Wi-Fi to hack your cameras, get the video feed and then drive into a parking lot or a space uh, a space of a parking spot if you will and those videos automatically upload to their system you talk about your if you know like if you want to if, if everyone is worried about the first amendment then ladies and gentlemen you have no idea the type of technology that has been introduced to our police and how they are using it and a lot of people that are on these units they want to speak out, but they know full well either one or two things are going to happen, death, or they're going to get fired. Either way, it's not good. So, ladies and gentlemen, there's a whole lot more going on than the oh, than uh, than just oh, well, it was a four chan chat. Of course, the media wants to run with it. No, no, no. This is how psychological ops work.
This is how it works, ladies and gentlemen. They're they're putting on this perspective because they're going to do something because of the ideas of false flags. You remember, like you remember back in two thousand and four when you when you hear conspiracy theorists like me, like Alex Jones, use the term false flag, and the media would be like, "Oh, that now that's a conspiracy theorist." You need to stay away from people that are using the term false flag. But now the media, no, but yeah, there's such things as false flags. There's such things as governments killing their own people in an effort to get involved, uh, uh, get involved into a war with another country. Uh, keep in reason. Uh, keep in mind the reason why they call it a, a false flag. That term actually comes from the British um, uh, putting a, 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 their um, enemy flag on their ship um, uh, to trick them so they can get closer, and then they got closer and they would, you know, uh, wipe them out with cannonballs. But this is exactly how psychological ops work. They're giving you the perspective that right wingers and conservatives are going to either blow something up or they're going to try to hurt someone or they're going to try to kill someone when in fact it is always almost 95 99 percent of the time it has been the deep state that have known either known about it or they have been directly involved in it ladies and gentlemen but i want to play a clip for you guys and this is a doozy this is how psychological ops work it started out as a psychological operational tactic developed by the U.S. military to use against terrorist organizations abroad. It appears to have ended up as a Democrat Party strategy to defeat President Trump in the 2020 election. Dr. J. Michael Waller is a defense expert and was the first to spot it. What is Defeat Disinfo? Defeat Disinfo was an entity run in the spring and summer of 2020 by military people, former military people, supportive of Joe Biden. And it was designed to enhance a disinformation narrative about Russian collusion and all these other things that have been disproven. But they were using their military prestige to make their own disinformation seem like it was anti-disinformation. Using their own disinformation to wrapped in a cloak of this is anti-disinformation. Right. To confuse the public, to get people angry, to make people fearful, to energize a base that for Biden that really wasn't there because he was so bland and, and out of touch that there was very little enthusiasm. So it was to, it was like a psychological warfare operation aimed at the American public by former military officers who had been involved in counterinsurgency to treat the American public as an insurgency and to squash it as one would squash an insurgency. Dr. Waller would know because he helped develop these techniques to be used against America's enemies abroad. I, as a civilian, I was, I was involved in helping prepare elements of what became the counterinsurgency manual issued by the military under NATO. Uh, most of my parts were removed. They related to psychological warfare and using psychological warfare to a more robust way against the enemy. Well, Nagel didn't use that in the Army manual, but he did use it in 2020 against the American public. John Nagel is a retired Army lieutenant colonel and a leading expert on military counterinsurgency tactics. And these are guys who know how to use that. Sure. Yeah. Former General Stanley McChrystal was on the board of one of the, the, of the firm that was manufacturing this. Uh, John Nagel, former lieutenant colonel, and, a, and another former lieutenant colonel of his name, Yingling, were 
seem to be the architects of it. Now, this was the, the people who designed the counterinsurgency manual against Al-Qaeda and the Taliban were the ones who came out in 2020 to weaponize these types of technologies and techniques against people who supported President Trump. According to Waller, the retired military officers created a sophisticated computer algorithm that tracked pro-Trump messages on social media and paid influencers to counter those messages with anti-Trump propaganda. But that's not all they did. Two Lieutenant Colonels, Nagel and uh, Yingling, they wrote a letter and made it public, but it was aimed at uh, the Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, uh, Milton. Right. Yes, this letter showed some type of an internal network of former military officers and what one presumes were still active duty military officers to literally remove President Trump from office. They were anticipating an electoral uh, uh, confusion about the vote and about the tallying of the vote. They were predicting that perhaps President Trump would not leave office because there was no real tally of a real vote. Now this is in July and August of 2020. This was way before the November crisis about accuracy of the counting of votes and all these other problems with the tallying. They were saying in July and August, we need to be prepared to remove Trump militarily. And the big mistake that they made was they showed their hand when they called on General Milley, Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, to intervene personally to have the President of the United States removed by force from the White House. In the letter authored by the Lieutenant Colonels Nagel and Yingling, accused President Trump of, quote, assembling a private army capable of thwarting not only the will of the electorate, but also the capacities of ordinary law enforcement, unquote, basically saying Trump is an enemy of the American people. But it wasn't just this group of retired military officers saying this. In August of 2020, Democrat Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi called not only Trump an enemy, but Republican members of the House of Representatives as well. And sadly, the domestic enemies to our voting system and our honor and our Constitution are right at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue with their allies in the Congress of the United States. What would they say now, do you think? Do, they, do you see evidence that this is, that, that it ended at, after the election? Or do you think it's still, there's still this operation, ongoing operation taking place? Well, these operations just don't stop. You have people who have either a political or a financial interest in, in having them continue. It appears they haven't stopped. In January of this year, Pelosi again called her Republican colleagues the enemy. When the enemy is within the House of Representatives. Applying counterinsurgency tactics to politics in the U.S. may explain Democrats labeling their political opposition and Trump supporters a dangerous insurgency. Whether or not it will continue to be effective as a political strategy remains to be seen. For One America News in Washington, I'm Scott Wheeler. And, going, and, uh, and that's how psychological ops work. Just, just, and that's that's just a part of it. You know what I mean? This is how it works. That's why they're spinning this 
the conservatives or the right wingers or the militias or whatever whatever term they want to give you the conspiracy theorists that's why they're doing this there are that's it's called predictive predictive programming they're trying to give you this idea that this is going to happen so when it does happen these are the people to blame problem reaction solution ladies and gentlemen we need to be we need to start understanding this. So why do you think mainstream media right now, like, so I just saw another article, uh, this uh, other story, ladies and gentlemen, this is a story going on right now. So a mom is being shamed for wearing a supposed indecent dress to her son's party. Now there's a few pictures that you're, uh, you're, you're going to see on your screen and stuff like that of, of the mom supposedly wearing this indecent sundress. It looks like a regular sundress to me, but the pictures um, uh, obviously, when a woman uh, um, with bigger breasts um, leans down, if there's you know, some type of cleavage will show, and the the sister took the pictures of her, and the libtards are going crazy. They're shaming her. They're saying, "Oh, why would you wear a dress like that to uh, her son's birthday party?" Now, like I said, now maybe maybe she could have wear uh, wore um, a dress that wasn't cleavage oriented. Maybe you know maybe that. But the woman looks uh, fantastic, and from what I can actually see on her Twitter feed, she's not exactly a Republican, and she's not exactly a, a Democrat either. She seems to be uh, kind of right in the middle. But the, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because the mainstream media, they're shaming her. They're saying, oh, how could she wear this sundress to her son's birthday party? She looks fantastic. She looks beautiful. And get this. On the other side of the field with this OnlyFans model, you realize how the mainstream media is, oh, it's the patriarch. It's the patriarch. The reason why they're doing that is because they want to give you, and they want the youth especially, to give this idea that oh, if you're only if you're a whore, uh, and uh, that shouldn't be a red strike. Yeah, it's not a red strike. If you are if you are a prostitute or if you're selling your body to other people for money, it's not OnlyFans. You're not a business. That is, you're 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 being a prostitute. Something that has been going on since probably. Ever since men and women have been around, there's been some type of exchange for sex, for crying out loud. That's been going on for a long time. But the reason why they're trying to give the youth and give people this ideology where the poor OnlyFans girl had to stab her boyfriend, even though we just watched a video of her beating the hell out of her boyfriend two months prior in an elevator, um, and the reason why they want to give you that perception is to give you this, to give you that that. that that sickness, I don't know how else to say this, they, they want to give you that sickness within yourself. You know, the OnlyFans model was suffering from the higher patriarch, which is why she had a stab, stab, um, you know, her uh, her boyfriend. But the mom that showed up to her son's birthday party in, uh, uh, let's say, let's say um, a, a voluptuous dress. She needs to be shamed, right, by the mainstream media, by everyone, by the by the democratic by the democratic supporters. But the OnlyFans model will pull her. She was suffering from a patriarch. That's what she was suffering from. It's these type of psychological programs and this type of psychological running with the media that they give to you. They give you this perception. Oh yeah, the mom showing up at the son's birthday party with a little bit of cleavage hanging out and a beautiful sundress. She's horrible. But the OnlyFans model that had to stab her boyfriend to death 
because, oh my God, I need to get paid. She's suffering from the patriarch. And that is the perception. That's how that's how psychological ops work. That's how you alter people's mind set into believing something that is completely out of this freaking world. It's just like I remember when they were, I remember when reading about Waco, Texas, and still the general people believe that uh, you know Waco, Texas was a bunch of uh, branch Davidians, and they're all a bunch of psychopaths collecting firearms. They literally only collected forty firearms out of that entire branch. None of those firearms were illegal, by the way. Uh, they killed over 12 people. They actually ran over the... the um, there was a bunch of kids and parents and uh, kids and mothers that were inside an uh, uh, underground kind of... Uh, uh, underground bunker underneath the complex. The tank drove over there, knowing full well that it's on fire and they're trying to get out. The tank drove over the door so they couldn't get out and burnt those kids alive. Burnt those kids and uh, those those uh, women alive. That's the ATF and the uh, DOJ. That's the, that's the feds for you. Oh, remember Ruby Ridge when the uh, uh, snipers, uh, actually inadvertently the same sniper that took the shot at Ruby Ridge was involved in Waco, Texas, by the way. Um, you know, a little scenario there. But um, uh, this, uh, where Ruby Ridge, where um, the ATF shot a mom holding her baby at, and blew the mom's head off while holding her baby. This, you know, and with, so it always amazes me on how, especially right now, the FBI is playing victim. I don't know how that works. They're, they're doing that because they know that I'm, they know that effed up real bad. Um, but it amazes me on how there's people, unfortunately, coming from the Democratic side, Democratic supporters, there's people that are supporting the FBI and they believe the FBI. You know what I mean? They believe what the FBI is saying. Do you know how many different cases? Do you know how much the FBI or do you know how many times the feds in general, the DOJ in general has lied to the American people? Their track record is not good. Now, there's corruption in every group. Do not get me wrong. Okay, and I think we also need to take that into comprehension. So what does that really, really mean, ladies and gentlemen? That means that there are certain sectors within within each of these establishments and only these certain sectors, like uh, like the Warren Commission and the FBI, the Warren Commission was supposed to be disbanded a long time ago. They're still around till this day, for no reason at all. It's these type of private or secret sectors that operate kind of outside of their own establishment, and they're running their own programs. And that's why a lot of people, that's why I do, I, I do kind of get frustrated whenever I hear people, oh, well, it's the FBI that's doing this. Okay, well, what, what part of the FBI? Because, you know, saying, it's it's like when someone says, uh, you know, it's the gang violence. Okay, well, which gang? That's why whenever I report on the cartels or the gang members of the gangs that are getting involved in this, I always give you guys the direct gangs. I say their names. I take big risk in, in, in exposing what's going on with the Chi-Coms and Al-Qaeda and some of the heaviest hitters in uh, cartels right now and some of the uh, and some of the other gangs that are operating, operating here in America. And you, you take big, big risk, man. But my, my, my point of this is being is it amazes me whenever they get, whenever uh, I see, you know, people sticking up for these people, they've never had the, uh, 
uh, a great track record. And once again, let me finish what I was saying before I apologize. Um, what part, whenever you hear someone say, you know, uh, it's the FBI, the FBI is corrupt. Well, which part of the FBI? And it's the same thing whenever you say, uh, you know, gang violence. Okay, well, which gang? Because I know some gangs that are less violent than cops have ever been in their lives. I know some gangs that um, uh, formulate, even here in Omaha, Nebraska, and they've never been involved in any kind of uh, fighting, like disputes or anything like that. They've never been involved in any kind of violence. And they are technically a gang. Gang unit has them registered on their computer. They're a gang. They have never committed any violence. And, and they're right here in Omaha, Nebraska. I'm not going to mention them. I'm, you know what I mean? Uh, uh, not to give them clout. I'll say that. But they know who they are. So it's this type of psychological program that well, they want to give you. They want to give you that predictive training to make you think that, yes, whenever, if, if next time a huge false flag happens... It's already in everyone's mind, and, it's, and, and it goes and it goes the same with people that are on our side too, because even they're seeing this stuff and they're watching Fox News, and everyone thinks Fox News, Fox News is great and good, and I'm and I'm a heavy watcher of Fox News. Okay, first of all, the only people I really watch on Fox News probably Tucker Carlson or maybe maybe uh, uh, Walter uh, Waters every now and then. You know what I mean? But um, or Walters every now and then. But um, for the most part. Fox News, they're all owned by Vanguard, BlackRock. They're all owned by the mainstream establishment. That's why you only see a lot of these anchors that have certain contracts. That's why you kind of see, it seems like they are kind of away from their own program. Like Tucker Carlson is, it never really seems like he's in there with the group at Fox News because he's not. The only reason they even have to put up with Tucker Carlson is because he's got a contract with him. You can sue them for millions and millions of dollars. And honestly, that's exactly what I'd be trying to do if I was Tucker. But the, the crappiest part of all this is, is we need establishments that are at least able to give the other side of the perspective. And that's where alternative news comes in. That's why I, I tell you guys, you know, support some little message studios, guys. Join the listener support, um, you know, support band.video, guys. Buy product from them. Support us so we can actually grow this because the difference with us and right wing or left wing side even if we're republicans ourselves we'll expose all of it we're not on the right side or the left side we're on the side of god period point blank and right and right and right after god there's family and right after family then there's country but you had a lot to get through with those two you had a lot to get through to those two with people like us so, ladies and gentlemen, um, uh, moving on to some more news, uh, because I do want to get to some, there's some other things that have uh, been recently coming up. There's some other things I want to get to, so let's get to them as well. This might be a sh- semi-short broadcast. Um, actually, you know what? Why don't we take a break real quick, and then we'll be right back.
Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We are live here at Subliminal Message Studios, and the fall of the Republic is in full swing. Here, our second hour, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I want to discuss to you. Uh, there's, I was going to get to it, and um, uh, the first hour, I do apologize, but um, uh, it, it slipped my mind. But I don't know if you guys know. So the Omaha. Henry Dorley Zoo is getting a new president and a new CEO. And uh, for those of you that are looking up to this new president and CEO, I have some uh, um, history for you of the zoo that he came from. And his, let me say this, his ability to keep the animals inside of the cages. Let's just say he is the same type of woke person that they want to put into these services. So stuff like what's going on stuff like what happened at the st louis zoo happens here in omaha nebraska but let me give this to you guys so dr louis padilio um a major democrat uh, a major major um a democrat donor and a, a major um cons- voter for the democratic party that's not now uh, i'm saying that just because i want you i want you guys to be aware of how the um how they're how this new world order is placing its structure they're placing their people into every single different like city institution because that's the way that that's exactly that george soros found out that it's it's less money to pay off da's and lawyers than it is to pay off judges and senators and mayors and governors so it'd be it's it's Behooves these secret societies more to operate and put their put their woke uh, people like Dr. Louis Padilla into our uh, into um, uh, to be the new president of Omaha Henry Omaha's Henry Dorley Zoo, and that's a really big shame because we have one of the best zoos in America, and it's a shame uh, to see that it's going to this uh, 
going to someone of this nature that is completely of woke nature, um, highly supporter of uh, PETA, which if any of you guys think that PETA is actually uh, for, uh, was act is actually there to save the animals, they have been caught, I don't know how many different times, killing massive, massive and genociding sometimes whole farms of loose cats, dogs, pigs, birds, look it up. But um, so, um, uh, Padilla comes from the St. Louis Zoo, which he is currently the vice president of animal, of animal collections. In a news release, Padilla said he's looking forward to coming to Omaha. He says, I am extremely excited and humbled to lead the amazing Omaha's Henry Dorley Zoo. And Aquarium and its talented team, said Padilla. We're not going to be so uh, talented when Padilla gets there and starts firing every single one of you that are of, actually, that actually want to care for the animals. Now, um, and he says, I look forward to serving the zoo and the Omaha community while continuing the legacy of being one of the top zoos in the world. That is right. One of the top zoos in the world. And the reason why we should not allow this man to take over our zoo is for these reasons right here, ladies and gentlemen. So you guys all remember uh, Harimba, you know, um, uh, the big gorilla, the three-year-old that fell into his uh, exhibit and Harimba just kind of chilled there next to the baby. He was kind of just waiting, it seemed like, for something to happen and they, they shot him uh now, touching base with that, I, I, I'm not, I'm not even going to give you a real opinion of whether they should have shot him or not. I honestly have no idea. I wasn't there. I didn't want to give my opinion because, man, I, I felt bad for her, but, but I would feel worse for the three-year-old that was literally right by the gorilla. I, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is if they, if they chose to dart Harumba, um, Harumba could have just, you know what I mean, uh, just out of, out of um, action, or the gorilla just out of action, just being darted. He could have accidentally just put his, you know, put, fell on the baby, dead, dead, suffocation. It's it's over with. You know what I mean? Um, it could have got excited and just, you know what I mean, decided to put its down on the baby, dead. You know what I mean? Um, I, I'm not saying maybe it was the best course of action to kill that uh, the gorilla, but I, I have no idea. I wasn't there. I. Peace be, you know, I'm glad the three-year-old is alive. That's all I can say. I'm, I, I'm, I don't, I don't know. But um, that's that's not the uh, that's not the point. So when that time was around, the spokesperson, spokesperson, which was Padilla at the St. Louis Zoo, refused to comment on the Cincinnati Zoo incident. That was where Herba was. All right. So if you guys think that um, uh, St. Louis um, and where Padilla, uh, Padilla was. The uh, president of that was so upkeep. It was not so. Listen to this, ladies and gentlemen. In March 2008, a five-year-old uh, fell over a wooden fence into the former Sun Bear exhibit at the zoo, suffered a cut on her head. But, but um, thank God she did not encounter the bears. The bears were uh, and, and separated by uh, separated by a huge kind of drop off, and they were over there. they weren't able to get to her. But it goes even further, ladies and gentlemen. So listen to this. In March 1989, a pack of five or so, uh, six dogs got into the zoo under a fence and killed seven springbok in their habit in the early morning. That's right. And if those dogs would have got in, uh, got in when there's uh, humans there, they would have meant business. So uh, those of you who are thinking, well, that's back in 1989. Uh, Padilla was not president. Okay, well, he was during these times. November 2007, a 40-pound cheetah, Saria, escaped its river edge yard before being shot with a tranquilizer dart and 
captured half an hour later. More, uh, more fencing was added, but that's only because the city put voting in to add, and the city of St. Louis paid the zoo to add that extra foot of fence. It was in the zoo because the zoo claimed that they did not have the money. Yeah, and imagine if that cheetah would have um, uh, uh, got out, ladies and gentlemen. So in uh, August 2003, another cheetah named a cheetah named Haluya scaled a 10-foot wall and escaped the yard to free a male cheetah that she was hurled, uh, lured back into the enclosure by zoo staff within 20 minutes. But the fence was once again heightened by the city officials. In April 2000, another cheetah named Achilia um, occurred a moot to escape her pursuing male cheetah. She perched on the wall of the moot but didn't clear a fence separating the cheetahs from the public. The moot was deepened after the incident and zoo staff and zoo staff showed electric, electric, electrified wires across the habitat to deliver a mild shock, ladies and gentlemen. So and, and this is and these are a few incidents that you don't hear about, ladies. So in 2010 at the zoo one of the lions actually was able to get free and attack one of the one of the um the uh, um uh, feeders one of the one of the one of the people that was feeding the lion the lion was able to escape out of its habitat and get this attack the uh, the, the man that was feeding them and then when the man was able to get away the lion was nearly able to get out of the enclosure and there was people there at the time too it was supposed to be completely blocked off while they were feeding this specific lion because it was a a big lion and here's another instance in august 1970 a venomous cobra was discovered missing in the reptile house after a 48 hunt the cobra was found alive in a crawl space in a staff area of the reptile house in july 1970 a baby sea lion Climbed out of its pool overnight and walked across Happen Avenue. The next day, the sea lion was found near maintenance sheds and forest parks. Now, this day, uh, and this is another situation where they don't know want you to know about when Pedelia was president of St. Louis in 2015. A chimpanzee from the zoo's former chip show kicked open a double lock cage door and wandered into the zoo grounds. A, do a zoo director ended up having to shoot the chin a chimpanzee with a tranquilizer dart, and that did not work. So that zoo director ended up having to kill the chimpanzee um now throughout this entire time of padelia being um uh president of the st louis zoo he has been uh there's been numerous reports not only of what i've been mentioning but numerous reports of penguins jumping over the plexiglass of the penguin and puffing coats mostly to the delight of visitors um now i i get it penguins are cute and adorable but um, let this be, I just, I'm mentioning all this because they're not putting this president in there because he's the best guy for the job. That's, that's what I'm trying to, uh, that's, I guess that's what I'm trying to get to. You know, they're not putting this man in there because he honestly is the best guy for the job. And unfortunately, I wish that was the truth. But the more and more we have been seeing this, how, how the woke agenda has been working, they've been putting people into places of power where they know these people are completely corruptible they are completely completely susceptible to using uh and abusing that power that they are given that's why you all it always seems like the people that are in power should never be in power is because they are deliberately put in power either through either because they're blackmailed or because they're so they're willfully ignorant or because they are in revelation 6 
describes what is going to happen. And the people screamed and they cried and they cried to the mountains and the rocks to fall on us and hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne and from the orgay, the wrath of God and of the Lamb. For the great day of the wrath is coming. Who shall be able to stand? He's talking about Armageddon. He's talking about the great judgment that is coming upon the earth. Unless we repent of our sins and turn to God. Judgment coming, the storm clouds gathering, the lightning flashing, the thunder roaring. And Armageddon, the great Armageddon we're talking about could be a hundred years from now. We don't know. Jesus said don't speculate on things. have a yearning to control stuff that they were never able to control all throughout their youth and now they get into the position where they have a little bit of power and they use and abuse it and they are and it's worse because a lot of the times these ceos are willfully ignorant to the positions that they're being put into and they get built up to saying no no you're being put in this position because you're the best man for the job but in fact, it's the exact opposite. A lot of the times it's racial. A lot of the times it's sexual, meaning it's your sexual preference, whether you're gay or not, especially with the woke agenda now. Um, a lot of the times it has nothing to do with whether or not you're the best person for the job, which is very unfortunate. That's how America became so in such a rich and filled country. But nowadays we can see the difference. And that is exactly why we are putting these willful ignorance, willful willful ignorant people and these power hungry people into these positions and they're staying willfully ignorant while abusing that same power that they have ladies and gentlemen so um uh but moving on guys i want to get to this ladies and gentlemen um so those of you who don't know but um jonah bark has been canceled yes yes ladies and gentlemen first public tv cancels jonah bark film over conservative journalist informant oh yeah you see, Joan of Arc was a bad, bad Catholic, bad motherfucking, I will take F for that one, that's only the first one, bad woman that was beating, beating the globalists uh, uh, behind in her days. And the world have decided we need to cancel that girl. We need to cancel her real fast. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Joan of Arc is now canceled thanks to the woke agenda. The first public regional TV network, France 3, has canceled a 52-minute show of Joan of Arc with claims that it's too conservative for our new agenda. On May 8th, the day of uh, S90, uh, 92nd anniversary of the deliverance of Orleans of St. Joan of Arc in 1429, the public television station has confirmed that the reason for this, for this act is based on the fact that the journalists doing the voiceovers and Joan of Arc's story is well too conservative. When the local director of France 3 saw her name among the credits of the production, he decided to stop the project because she writes for a conservative weekly magazine. How dare her? We're going to shut 
Jill Barton down. We're going to shut the real woman down that actually want to give and empower women. Un- I'm going to save my uh, second and third F. I might even use them. So, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, the left-wing uh, weekly Maronio journalist David DeSiglius commented that this was the first anyone has heard of the voiceover being contaminated with a conservative audience. Joe Barker voices, the regional director, does not want to hear the voice of Charlotte D. Orlinos, a conservative, uh, conservative weekly magazine writer. No. No, they want to hear a grown, a grown nine-year-old man that comes in dressed like Tina Turner and telling you to come sit on my lap, little girl or little boy. While Biden enters the second room, sniffing your children, and then, and then the hotel next to that, he's got Hunter Biden and Hillary Clinton and the big guy. The big guy is Michelle Obama. Hunter, Hillary, and Michelle Obama having a threesome, and they are going at it. Just imagine the kinky stuff they are up to. So, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, Joan of Arc is canceled. It's gone. The event has only been canceled, though. The the event uh, has only been canceled about 30 minutes uh, since uh, 1429. These interruptions, including the wars of religion, the years following the beginning of the French Revolution in 1789, the murder of French President Paul Durer in 1932, and the COVID-19 last year. These are all the things that they're canceling. They're getting rid of all of these, all of the, all of these, um, um, these scenarios are, are, are all, they're getting rid of all this history that we have just been through. They're getting rid of the COVID-19 last year. They're getting rid of all the, the, any, any old articles. They're getting rid of all that from being broadcasted on French television because they do not want you to remember what they did to you during that pandemic. They do not want you to look up to real empowering women like Joan of Arc. So the left-wing media decided to cancel that shit. We're getting rid of that. We're getting rid of that. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We're, we're getting it done. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, for, uh, here's another piece of uh, woke news. So a Florida teacher resigns after he puts um, woke and uh, what he calls is his black heroes all over his classroom and not allowing any other Americana anywhere near the classroom. He doesn't have American flag. He doesn't have any other. He doesn't have any other Americana other than a bunch of uh, a bunch of pictures of what he calls his black heroes. Now, um, you would be very very amused to think, and I, and I, I want to make sure I, I read this off. So, Michael James, a white man, they want to include. The race because they want to make sure that they know that Michael James was a white man that put all these black pictures up and he's he's being subjugated to racism because uh, the district a district employee of the school came into his classroom seeing uh, pictures of um, uh, dictators of uh, uh, pictures of dictators out in Africa seeing pictures of murderers out in uh, 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 Iran that are of darker skin complexion and other pictures that I can't agree with. Uh, Malcolm X, Martin Luther King. Um, I highly doubt he had a picture of Fred Hampton in there because 
you don't want, they don't really want you to know the true movement of the Black Panther Party. They don't really want you to know where that really started from. You would, it would, it would be amazing to all of my list, uh, to all my listeners. They know, but it would be amazing to all the left wingers that are listening to my show for them to find out that the Repub- that Black Panther Party was actually a conservative Republican based party. Yeah, it, I, I look it up. I crap you not is the absolute truth. Did they socialize themselves in their neighborhoods? Yes, but their party was a conservative Republican-based party. Absolutely. Yes, it was. Look it up. Now, um, he says it really floored me. I've been teaching special education for 15 years. He says, I've been teaching special education. These are the key words. Special education for 15 years. And he thinks it's okay to put up all uh, a bunch of dictators, even if they're colored white, I don't care. Killed massive people. Killed millions of africans in africa he puts pictures of all these people up and of course he's got pictures of martin luther king malcolm x other people you know what i mean because those are 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 the are those are the acceptable people to put up on your wall but the problem here was is he put a bunch of dictators all over his wall and wanted to strictly teach in his in his own words i was trying to strictly teach black history to my special education students. So, um, listen to this, ladies and gentlemen. A spokesperson for the uh, S. Cuba County Public Schools said in a statement that the office is in the process of conducting a full investigation. Yeah, they're they're going to investigate this situation. They're they're going to investigate a teacher putting dictators and murderers all over his wall. And I'm not saying all the pictures were. I've made it pretty clear. Uh, you know the mainstream media is they're gonna they're, or you know the media is gonna twist this anyway. But I've made it clear that there are some pictures that I definitely agree with. But uh, for him to place everything like that all over his classroom is literally the most racial and the most racist thing you can do. Imagine if it was a black man that went ahead and put it and they went ahead and put a bunch of white. Figures all over. Imagine if it was a black man that put a bunch of pictures of Margaret Sanger or Thomas Forrest, and then had Thomas Jefferson and George Washington, and he put these pictures all over his classroom. What would the media say then? What? He's got George Washington. He's got Thomas Edison. So what if he's got Thomas Forrest, the uh, creator of um, the creator of the KKK party? So what if he's got Margaret Sanger? A known KKK member that that literally made Planned Parenthood, literally made Planned Parenthood uh, to go after colored people and to, in her own words, to diminish the colored race. That's your Planned Parenthood right there. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Uh, you know. Uh, but uh, listen, as James sent a letter about the situation to Governor DeSantis and the Escobar County Superintendent Tim Smith. Charles Chris and the Democratic nominee running against DeSantis in the midterm elections previously criticized the governor's role in enabling behavior like this. Okay, so enabling behavior like this. So the teacher is uh, running to the governor DeSantis because the governor DeSantis does not want racial and race-based teaching in school. How crazy is that, ladies and gentlemen? I mean, you talk about we talk about some crazy, crazy shit that we're going through nowadays. So uh, I also want to get to this, guys. 
So a satanic versus author Salman Rushudo attacked on stage, suffers apparent stab wounds to the neck, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm going to give into some detail of who this author is and why this book is so controversial. Let's get to this video now, though. Begin with breaking news. Author Salman Rushdie has been attacked and stabbed on stage at an event in western New York. According to the Associated Press, the author was walking onto a stage in Chautauqua. This is aftermath of what happened. This is in New York, in western New York. Another man attacked the author. Rushdie, best known for his book, The Satanic Verses, which sparked many death threats over the years, including a bounty of over $3 million. Rushdie spent years in hiding. The man involved in today's attack was taken into custody. We'll bring you updates as soon as we learn more. And that's the mainstream establishment. You know, that's the mainstream establishment news. You see, they, they tell you like that kind of vague stuff. Like they tell you there's a hit on him for $3 million. Now, to people like us, wait, what? Don't, don't just say something like that and then just step aside like it's just, Oh, it's, a, it's an everyday thing. You got a $3 million bounty on your head. Who cares? That's a pretty big thing, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and that's that's the way the mainstream establishment works. They tell you these vague things, and then they just leave it at that. They just leave it right there. Um, but the reason being for such controversy, ladies and gentlemen, um, so Satanic Verses um, was written um, was written in uh, 1988. Uh, which was uh, criticized by uh, the Jewish Muslims in uh, uh, Saudi Arabia, Iran, and Israel um, for him uh, for him using magical. Uh, let me let me see if I, I got this right. For him using magical and historical um, references to uh, uh, to inform people of what. The um, uh, what the religion of uh, Muhammad and what are the what the religion of a Muslim and what the religion of Muhammad and what the God of Muhammad actually was uh, procuring to meaning he was actually informing people that Muhammad was a lot like Jesus Christ. Now Iran uh, did not like that. Um, Rashido has suffered years of death threats over his 1988 book, The Satanic Verses, which was criticized by many Muslims and considered blasphemous. The book was banned in Iran, and its late leader. Atilio Reculio Camenia uh, issued a fatwa, a fatwa calling for Rashido's death. He also announced a bounty of $3 million for anyone who killed Rashido. In, in the United States, the FBI was notified of 78 threats to bookshops in, in early March 1989. Some of the book, uh, bookstores were also attacked. In the United Kingdom, two large bookstores were bombed in April 9, 1989. The death threats and photos led to Rashida to go into hiding under the UK's government protection program, including a round-the-clock armed guard. And he appeared in the late 1990s after nine years of isolation and cautiously resumed more public appearances. Now, Rashida published a memoir called Joseph Anton in 2012 about the decree. The title came from the pseudonym Rashida had used while in hiding. The same year, the bounty of the Rashida was raised from 2.8 million to 3.3 million by a semi-official Iranian religious foundation. That's the same uh, Iranian religious foundation that just got done uh, doing those Myanmar uh, manufa uh, Myanmar manufactured bombings uh, in the Gaza Strip that killed tens of thousands of children. Now, Iran Iran's government has long distanced itself from the fatwa, the index on censorship 
an organization promoting free speech, said that the federal first death still stands and that the bounty was raised as recently as 2016, ladies and gentlemen. Now, um, Sonuno Rusciuto is a renowned, he is a Christian. He is, uh, he believes in Jesus, he believes in God, he is a very well-known Christian, and this is one of the main reasons why they want to kill him, not just because of his book, and how it informs people on how these satanic cults use political, industrial, and psychological programming into believing uh, uh, these, this old dialect of the pagan nature in this old dialect of, um, of uh, priests that came from Greece that used to teach their elites that because you are an elite, you should have a different form of relationship because it's only the peasants that sleep with women. They are made to, um, uh, they're made to produce so they can continue being our slaves. But as the elites, these priests convinced the elites in ancient Greece that they should sleep with children because they are more pure and they should sacrifice children to what they would believe as Moloch or Baal. It is a sick, sadistic cult that has been going on for a very, 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 very long time. And right now, with the global reset, with Trump's Mar-a-Lago being raided, with China drafting invasion papers, with uh, uh, Solomon Rashida that's come out of hiding and has now been stabbed in the neck on stage, Joan of Arc has been canceled. I mean, you know, uh, our Omaha Henry, Henry, our one of the best news in the world is being uh, is being re is the president is being replaced by a woke president that has had more escapes out of this out of out of out of his zoo during his reign than any other zoo in America, and he's coming here to replace our CEO of of our Omaha Henry Gurley Zoo. I mean. What a time to be alive, ladies and gentlemen. What a time to be alive. Uh, that being said, guys, this is going to bring me to the end of this broadcast. This is going to be just a short, like, you know, short little broadcast. There's always something more going on, ladies and gentlemen. But that's not to say that we should always get involved in that. I am a man that does believe in balance, especially if you're involved in this type of work. Um, getting balance and remembering that there is hope, no matter how dark it is, that is something that if you're in this business you need <clears throat> so if um i'll be following uh following uh everything and anything new that comes up throughout the day ladies and gentlemen um, i'll be probably posting it to twitter and or my social media platform facebook uh, on all my social media platforms facebook twitter instagram subliminal message studios all one word look me up guys you can find me follow me on there uh, that being said, please donate, uh, join listener support on Spotify, guys. Make sure that you're helping Subliminal Message Studios grow so we can hire more people. We can send people out and interview people. I can get out there myself instead of always kind of being stuck here researching and, 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 and debunking the left woke agenda and informing the American people on what are true threats, and uh, especially right here in Omaha, Nebraska. You know, um, but that being said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very, very much for joining me. I truly do appreciate every single one of you that have been here with me from the jump. I appreciate every single one of my new listeners, guys. You have no idea how much it means to me. I really do, truly, truly do thank each one of you guys. And always remember, it's not your job to be nice to everyone, but it is your job to try to be kind to everyone. It's not your job to accept 
everything that they tell you to accept. But it is your job to try to tolerate some things. So stay focused, stay strong. And most of all, ladies and gentlemen, please carry your gun. You're going to need one here soon.